Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, October 28th, 2021. Stand up for your country. What a colossal mess. So the Biden administration is on the verge of collapse, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, the president is now getting hammered by the far left, his own people, his own party. Bernie Sanders leading the way. Now, you're never going to get an accurate reportage of this, except here, which is why I'm glad you're with us this evening. So I always say you should watch the No Spin News with a pen and paper. I'm going to walk through this. It's extremely confusing. I was watching the TV news, and they have no blanking clue on what's really happening. I do, because I studied it for hours today. So now I'm going to walk through it, okay? Here we go. And it's very important for you and your family. The first thing is there was bad economic news today. It was not reported widely. The gross domestic product, which is the sum of the whole American economy, came in at 2%. It was expected at 2.8%. It's a fairly significant drop. The reason it's dropping is because of the supply chain problems. All right. They can't get things to the marketplace. They can't get food. They can't get parts. They can't get building materials. They can't. That's the three. They can't. They is the Biden administration. This is all on them. A hundred percent. We didn't have any supply chain problems last year at this time. OK. Last year at this time, we had no inflation. OK. We had rising wages for working Americans. We had a vibrant economy, even in the COVID epidemic. That's what we had last year. All right. Now we have completely the opposite. So Joe Biden needs a big win. And the only thing he has, he's got one thing, one bullet in the chamber to give you stuff. That's it. No solutions to any problems. Wants to spend a massive amount of money, tax money, to give Americans as much as he can possibly give them with no work requirement, no nothing. That's what Joe Biden has. So there are two bills, two separate bills. The first one is a trillion two. All right. This is to be spent over five years to rebuild the infrastructure of the United States. And it passed in the Senate by a vote of 69 to 30. And it passed on April 10th, April 10th, August 10th, August 10th, 69 to 30, which means some Republicans voted for it, including Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader. Now, that has to be voted on in the House in order for it to go to Biden's desk so he can sign it and $1.2 trillion, $550 million of new spending, would then go out to rebuild America. I would have voted for it. I mean, if you look at the roads and the bridges and the airports and the ports of call for the ships, yeah, we can do with a facelift here. $1.2 There's a lot of pork in there. I would have pared it down, but it's needed. But Biden can't get it passed because the radical left 
led by Bernie Sanders, a senator from Vermont, they say we're not going to approve this $1.2 trillion in infrastructure spending until you approve $3.5 trillion in giveaways, a second bill. They call it reconciliation. They call it Build Back Better. Whatever they call it, it's a giveaway, a giant $3.5 trillion giveaway. So the House, the radicals in the House, Ocasio-Cortez, they're not going to vote on the infrastructure bill, the first bill that passed the Senate, until they get the 3-5 to give you a massive amount of stuff. They're not going to get the 3-5. Bernie's not going to get it, okay, because some Democratic senators are holding it up. And we've gone over this and over this and over this. So today, Biden's pleading with the House radicals who uh, refuse to support the first bill, because Biden has to have something. He has nothing in 10 months, nothing. So he's pleading with them, please vote for the infrastructure, 1.2 trillion, then we'll get the other stuff done. Bernie Sanders goes, no, no, and the House, Ocasio-Cortez people, they take a cue from Bernie. Bernie's the big socialist. He's the big radical guy. Okay, so let's go over Biden. Now, Biden calls this an investment rather than a giveaway. It's, that's bull. All right, it's not an investment in anything. As I just said, last year at this time, any American who wanted to work was working. And wages were coming up and coming up strong for working Americans. All right. So if you study the Trump economy and I'm not partisan, this isn't partisan. It was a very strong economy under Trump. And the key to it was energy prices were very low and there was no inflation. But now energy prices have more than doubled and there's inflation closing in on six percent a year. It's a disaster. So Biden, I guess, knows this or his people telling him this. And he goes on television today, um, and the first thing he says is that the bill is going to help senior citizens. Go. We're going to expand services for seniors so families can get help from well-trained, well-paid professionals to help them take care of their parents at home, to cook meals for them, to get their groceries for them, to help them get around help them live in their own home with the dignity they deserve to be afforded. Okay, so the government's going to pay for mom and dad. Now, my mother, I kept her in the home when she had cognitive problems. I paid for it. You know, I paid for it. Now, I know a lot of people can't do that. I understand. All right. And if there is a tax credit that could be given for Americans helping their elderly parents and grandparents, whatever it may be, I would support that to some extent, but that's not what Biden wants. Biden wants to pick up the tab. That's why these numbers are so astronomical. All right, the second one is Biden goes from the senior citizens to the families, go. We're gonna make sure nearly all families earning less than $300,000 a year will pay no more than 7% of their income for childcare. And for a family making $100,000 a year, that will save them more than $5,000 in childcare. 
Okay, so the government's going to pick up the tab for the elderly and the kids and the child. 300,000, most Americans don't come close to making that. So that's like everybody. So you just write, tick off your babysitting bills, your child care bills, your tuition for preschool, whatever it may be, Joe's going to pick it up. And you just, just this is ka-ching, 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 ka-ching. Now, when the government spends this massive amount of money, it has to print money to cover. It has to print money to cover it. And when it prints money to cover it, when you have more dollars coming out of the Treasury in circulation, that means the dollars you have and I have now go down in value. That's inflation. Joe doesn't care about that because he knows most people don't understand what it is. But they do understand that they're going to get money for their folks and grandfolks and their kids. And finally, and this is the kicker, climate change, $550 billion spent on a theory, on a theory. Roll it. This framework also makes the most significant investment to deal with the climate crisis ever, ever happened. Beyond any other advanced nation in the world, over a billion metric tons of emission reductions, at least 10 times bigger on climate than any bill that has ever passed before and enough to position us for a 50 to 52 percent emission reductions by the year 2030. And we'll do it in ways that grow the domestic industries, create good paying union jobs, address longstanding environmental injustices as well. Environmental injustice. You know what that is? That means bad houses in New Orleans. That means people who don't have a lot of money living in areas that are dubious. So this is a giant socialist program, and it has no guarantee of doing anything because China and India won't cooperate. Now, next week, I'm going to bring you the numbers. We're compiling them now about the United States under Biden wants to spend $550 million on climate change stuff. Now, he says it's going to grow domestic industries. That's not true. Because as he strangles the energy industry that we have now, the fossil fuel industry, as Biden strangles it, prices go up for business and everybody else. And people are going to be laid off because the windmills and the solar are not ready to replace the gas and the coal. Now, coal, I think you can suppress, and I would, okay? But natural gas, you need it. And regular gasoline, you need it to live, to work. So Biden didn't care about any of that, all right? He, he's almost a man who is so ignorant of reality, and I'm sorry to use that word, but he is, that he is willing to push the entire economy off the click into a depression or a recession for the sake of some theoretical climate change stuff. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to you. It's dangerous to me. Now, I don't care how the far left views this because they want the economy to crash. That is a key to this. Sanders, Ocasio-Cortez, all of these people, they want the capitalistic system to go under so they can replace it with a socialist system. So the more spending, the better. The more waste, the more irresponsible stuff, the more voters depending on the federal government, that's what Bernie wants. He despises capitalism. He hates this country the way it is. He does. So let's sum up. 
The first infrastructure bill, $1.2 trillion, passed in the Senate, but the House won't vote on it because Pelosi doesn't have enough votes to pass it. The radicals are holding out. The radicals say, we're not going to vote on a $1.2 trillion until you give us the $3.5 spending bonanza bill. That won't happen. It will not happen. In fact, that bonanza spending bill is down to $1.75 trillion. Still a colossal amount of wasteful spending. But it's cut in half now as it stands. That's what's teeing off Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez. That's why they won't cooperate with Pelosi and Biden and vote on the first one. Got it? Does everybody have it? I wish I was in a big hall where you could raise your hand. I think that's the best explanation you're going to get. So I don't know what Pelosi's going to do. She's beating the hell out of the House people now, threatening them all over the place. But Ocasio-Cortez and the other radicals, they're not afraid of her. Okay, so I, I just don't know. So Biden's in the air as we speak. He's going to land, and I'll deal with that in a moment. Okay, so you have a president who's going down on economic issues, which is the most important issue is you have to feed your family, pay your rent, so do I. That's the most important issue. And he's going down on it. But the social issues are crazy, too. So the Vatican just announced that it will not broadcast live Biden's meeting with the Pope tomorrow at noon Rome time. Okay? So why? The Vatican always does this. I'll tell you why. Because there are so many Catholics in the world furious about Biden's abortion stance that they basically are telling Rome, you better watch it. That's why. So the Vatican says they'll put out edited footage of the encounter. It is a private meeting. I've been desperately trying to find out if it's just Biden and Pope Francis. I don't think it, it can be because Pope Francis doesn't really speak English that well. He needs an interpreter. And usually the Pope has an advisor with him as well. Whether Biden will have somebody with him or not, I don't know. But if he does and is an interpreter and a papal advisor, that's not a private meeting. See, a private meeting for a a, a cleric, a Catholic cleric, is under the seal of confession. That means that you don't say what happened. So I don't know whether the Pope is going to look Biden in the eye and say, you can't parade yourself as a devout Catholic and use your faith in a public way when you are encouraging abortion, which you are. Now, that's what the Pope should say. Will he say that? No idea. And I don't think we'll ever know. Okay, so the abortion situation is very clear. Here's what the Pope said on September 15th, a couple of weeks ago. Put it up on the screen. The second problem, that of abortion, is more than a problem. It's homicide. Whoever has an abortion kills. No mincing words. Take any book on embryology for medical students. The third week after conception, all the organs are already there, even the DNA. It is human life. This human life must be respected. This principle is so clear. To those who cannot understand, I would ask this question. Is it right to kill a human life to solve a problem? That would be pregnancy. Is it right to hire a hitman to kill a human life? That would be the doctor doing the abortion. Scientifically, 
It is a human life. Pope Francis. That is the strongest statement on abortion I've ever seen any pope make. Now, Biden, he goes in to the pope meeting demanding that American taxpayers, Roman Catholics, evangelicals, everybody, pay for abortions through tax dollars. That is promoting abortion, facilitating abortion. It is a violation of the Constitution. He's not going to get that done, Biden, but that's what he wants. So Saki, the minister of propaganda, was confronted by Owen Jensen, who reports for a Catholic news agency. Roll the tape. Uh, we expect a warm and constructive dialogue. You are familiar with the, where the president stands. He's somebody who stands up for and believes that a woman's right to choose is important. Understood. The Pope the has Pope spoken has differently. Said, I, has I have just outlined for you what the focus of the meeting will be. I think we're going to have to move on. Alex, go ahead, Alex. Owen, I answered your question. Alex, go ahead. Owen, I answered your question. Go ahead, Alex. abortion is murder. It's like hiring a hitman. Does the president agree or disagree with that? You know that the president believes in a woman's right to choose. Okay, so there you go. Um, the Pope's words used and Saki wouldn't answer the question. Here's what Joe Biden himself said. Go. I respect people who think that, who don't support Roe v. Wade. I respect their views. I respect them, they, those who believe life begins at the moment of conception and all. I, I respect that. Don't agree, but I respect that. You don't agree? Well, you can't, with all due respect then, Mr. President, practice Roman Catholicism. If you don't believe that life begins at conception, you can't practice Roman Catholicism because that's the basis of the religion. God created life. Life begins at conception. That's it. If you don't believe that, then Maybe you'd be a Methodist or another Protestant sect that has no um, compunctions in their theology about abortion. Unitarian. But you can't practice Roman Catholicism. You can't. That would be like saying, I'm for violent anarchy in the United States, and I don't believe in a peaceful transition to power. I want a war. Well, you can be arrested for that, especially if you try to carry that out. And you're not going to be able to do that. So you can't undermine a basic tenet of a constitution or a theology and then say, I'm a loyal American. I'm a loyal Catholic. Please give me communion. So Biden has dug himself in really deep because he has made his Roman Catholicism a cornerstone of his political profile. We'll see what happens tomorrow. It should be very, very interesting. Now, 11 states are suing President Biden over his desire to force taxpayers to fund abortion. Those states are. Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Kansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Carolina, West Virginia. So, you know, active lawsuits against Biden's abortion posture. Now, there is a survey done by Pew, which is a fairly uh, good um, barometer, and they, they, their data is pretty solid, about religion in America. 
So right now, 65% of American adults describe themselves as Christian. That's down from 77% in 2009. Wow. All right, that's a big drop. 6% of Americans are Hindu, 2.4% Jewish, 1% Muslim. Atheists, agnostics, nothing stand at 26% of this country. That's up from 17%. In 2009. So you can see the rise of people who don't believe and the fall of Christians in particular. 75% of baby boomers describe themselves as Christian, only 49% of millennials do. Okay, that's the future. So there's an also a study by Springtide Research um, that asked 13 to 25 year old Americans if religion is relevant to them, all right? And um, let's see, how many said religion is relevant to them? About half, 50% said it is not. 50%. Again, that's the future. So why? Why is this happening? I'll tell you why. And this is going to offend many people, but I have to tell you what I believe is the truth, and I'll back it up. So I go to Mass every Sunday, unless I, something comes up in a, in a large sense. But I make a valiant attempt to go to Mass. And I have listened to hundreds of thousands of speeches and sermons in my life everywhere in the world. Because I'm just, I'm an Irish Catholic. I've had hundreds of years of Roman Catholicism in my family, and I just choose to be loyal. All right. And that's my choice. I can tell you that about 10 percent of sermons that I have heard in my lifetime were relevant to my life. Ninety percent were not. So when I go to church, I look around. Churches are half full now. They used to be full when I was a little kid. I was an altar boy. Couldn't get in to some masses. That's how crowded they were. Now, if they get half, that's a big, big crowd. And I look around, and there are very, very few children in the Mass, mostly senior citizens. And the kids that are there, uh, and I'm talking, you know, 10 to 18, where you could listen, and, and they're not engaged. They, they're not listening. Because the priests are boring. They're boring. They make no attempt to engage. None. They'll tell you what you already heard in the epistles and the gospel. You just read it, they'll tell it to you again. All right? So the mustard seed falls on fallow ground. Hey, we got it, Father. What does that mean? How does that apply to my life? So let me give you a couple of examples. COVID. Did you get a sermon in your church or synagogue or mosque about COVID? I didn't get one. How does COVID apply to modern theology? What's the message of COVID? How about uh, socialism? Pope Leo, in the early part of the 20th century, wrote a big encyclical on how socialism was a sin. Do we get that? Is that? Did you hear it anywhere? If you did, if you heard COVID socialism, tell me which preacher did it, and I'll try to get that person on this program. Because it's zero to me. I don't hear anything about this. And so the priest will drone on 15, 20 minutes, and people are collapsing. Little kids are like, all right, there's no attempt to engage. And that's what's happening. 
All right, if you're going to go to the service, you want to get something out of the service. Yes, you can read the gospel and the Bible and sing the hymns and all of that's worthy. But it's the message that's most important. So that's why religion is on the decline in America. All right, if you get a passport, you can get a gender X instead of man and woman if you want. Now, a lot of the right wingers are going nuts over this. I kind of understand this. So if you are a uh, man who uh, identifies as a woman, you have that right in, under the U.S. law. You can. But if you go to another country and you dress like a woman and it says you're a man on a passport, that could be a problem. So they're giving you a little option to be an X on a passport. Now, is that going to solve your problem traveling abroad? Not if you go to a Muslim country or Russia or China or another totalitarian situation. Not if you go to Cuba, okay? They're gonna see that X, they're gonna give you a hard time, just so you know, okay? This isn't gonna be like, oh, here comes the passport with the X on it, come right in, uh-uh. You're gonna get a hard time. But here in the United States, I don't object to this, all right? I'm, I'm a pursuit of happiness guy. So the technology is there, uh, the medical science is there, to do a lot of biological things. That's your decision. Loudoun County. This is just getting out, so far out of control, I can't tell you. So Loudoun County, just north of Washington, D.C., the school board there is imposing critical race theory on the students. And there has been a student, a girl, 13, who was raped by a boy wearing a skirt in the girl's bathroom. That's been established. The kid pled guilty. The principal in the school denied it even happened. It did happen. The kid was transferred, and he did it a second time. All right, so Ladd County, totally out of control. So now some students, uh, some parents there, want to see what the curriculum is. It's called Second Step Curriculum. They want to see what it is because it has to do with CRT. Well, they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement before the school will show it to them. Man, I'm telling you, if I lived in Loudoun County, I'd be filing an enormous lawsuit against the public school system there. Enormous. And I will tell you, on an update situation, the principal of that school where the girl was raped, Scott Ziegler, still there, even though he lied about it. Still there. Hadn't stepped down. And the prosecutor in Loudoun County... Buddha Bibberja, who trying to persecute this father of the rape girl, she's still there. Now, you voters in Louder County, you voted for uh, this prosecutor. Boy. Okay, a federal judge in Florida says Donald Trump, who is suing Twitter for banishment, uh, that case has to be heard in California, not Florida. That is bad news for Mr. Trump. Now, the judge is named Scola, Robert Scola, and he points to a contract that all people on Twitter have to abide by. And there is a clause in the contract that says any litigation against Twitter is heard in San Francisco court. It's there. It's written under the Twitter guidelines. So the judge did uphold the contract. Now, that case is out in San Francisco where the judges are primarily liberal. Trump doesn't have nearly as good a chance as he would in Florida. 
However, he can appeal, and then the appeal goes higher than San Francisco. Wall Street Journal ran a uh, letter from Donald Trump, and the letter said that the Pennsylvania election was fixed. Here's what Mr. Trump said, quote, well, actually, the election was rigged, which you, unfortunately, that's the Wall Street Journal, still haven't figured out. Here are just a few examples of how determinative the vote of fraud in Pennsylvania was. And then Mr. Trump goes on to list a whole bunch of things that he feels are fraudulent. Okay. Now, the Wall Street Journal was right to print that letter from the 45th president of the United States. Every American should see with his or her own eyes what Mr. Trump is alleging. And he does list all the stuff. But the left, they screamed about this letter being printed because they're fascists. They don't want two sides to the story. Now, Mr. Trump has his side. He's entitled to it. Now, whether that side ultimately convinces anyone depends on the factual evidence that Mr. Trump and his attorneys can compile. And so far, it hasn't been enough. And state of Pennsylvania is not going to investigate it, and neither is the Justice Department of the United States. The only way Donald Trump could prove the election was rigged if he's re-elected and appoints a special counsel. That's it. Okay. And by the way, the 45th president will be at the World Series on Saturday night. I bet she gets a big ovation in Atlanta. I bet she does. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. New York City uh, looks like uh, cops and firefighters going to walk off the job because they can't work, according to Mayor de Blasio, and a judge has upheld it if they're not vaxxed. So that is a catastrophe for the city. Um, It is estimated that 25% of the nearly 56,000 NYPD employees are vaccinated at 25%. I'm sorry, 75% are vaccinated, 25% not in the NYPD. In the fire department, uh, 68% vaccinated. That's a lot of folks not going to be there. And New York is already out of control. So Monday, I'll have an update on that for you. Uh, Rasmussen poll, uh, 46% of Americans want Dr. Fauci to resign. 40 want to keep him. So Fauci's underwater, and he should be. He lied about the Wuhan lab situation. Vaccines for kids available Wednesday, November 3rd. I only see two states mandating vaccinations for children. Those are California and Illinois. I do not think they'll do it here in New York, as liberal as it is here. I don't think they'll do it. Because there will be a rebellion when that happens. We'll keep our eye on that story for you. Disney, the most woke corporation in the country, is raising prices again just in time for Christmas, everyone. They're so woke. Oh, oh, are they woke? Disney. 
Okay, in 1988, you wanted to go to Disney with your kids. It was average 20 bucks a person. Now, $250 a person. The average. Woke. Disney. Prince. So we said yesterday, should he get the Congressional Gold Medal? Um, and we have a poll on BillOReilly.com. You can go there and vote. So right now, 31% want to give Prince the Congressional Gold Medal. 69% do not. This is an addiction question. Fentanyl killed Prince, as well as, you know, whether the man's life deserves it. This day in history, October 28th, 1886, President Grover Cleveland, the only president elected in two non-consecutive terms, which is what I think Donald Trump is going to try for, dedicated the Statue of Liberty, throw up Lady Liberty, French made it, okay? They shipped it over in boxes, crates to the United States. We assembled it, put it on Liberty Island, which is just off the coast of Manhattan. Big celebration. Grover was there. He said, hey, this is a beacon of liberty for the whole world. And today, five million people a year visit Liberty Island. That happened 135, 135 years ago today. Quick break, mail, and final thought that I think you'll enjoy. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. All right, let's go to the mail. Patricia Taylor, Fruitland, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Fruitland, New Mexico. A long way from Minnesota. I am sorry, Patricia. You said in your daily message, O'Reilly, that you thought the Pope would publicly condemn Biden's push for abortion. I did not say that, Patricia. You misheard. And I don't know how you misheard something in print. I said that he should. The church stands for life. He should. Not he would. I don't expect him to publicly condemn Mr. Biden. Alan, I do think the Pope has a moral obligation to address the issue 
After all, as a true Catholic, the Pope should be just as concerned for Mr. Biden's soul as the lives cut short from abortions. All right. Melvin, you are so right, Bill. Spiritual values are and must remain absolutes. The Pope should not be considering political consequences of his actions toward Mr. Biden. Randy Jenks, Arlington, South Dakota. What's the difference between an individual woman's right for their abortion decision versus a vaccine mandate? I think the difference is a baby's life. Randy, you can't compare the two. Alice, I'm Canadian. I've noticed a tremendous price hike in everything because of you Americans. Whoa, 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 Alice. I got one name for you. Justin Trudeau. (laughs) Okay? That guy is not helping your pocketbook. Some of it's our fault. The Keystone Pipeline is a big example of that. But Justin, come on, he's not looking out for you up there. Bill Bachman, Ocala, Florida. My liberal friends notice the higher prices, but don't relate it to Biden. They feel it is related to COVID. All right. I mean, tell them, you know, give them a premium membership, uh, Bill. There are crazy people everywhere. Rory Ruby, Richmond, California, just passed the local gas station today, $4.65 a gallon. Five months ago, three bucks. Way to go, Joe. You bet. Way to go, Joe. Good slogan. John Perkins, Southampton, New Jersey. I found a little odd. Mr. Biden is proposing tax increases for billionaires, which I understand numbers about 200, 700. Okay, that's how many. Aren't these guys, aren't these the guys who pour billions into the Democrats' coffers? Yes, most of them do, because money doesn't matter to them. This is a symbolic gesture. Mary Zago, Union, New Jersey, just catching up on the shows, the No Spin News, and glad I did. Bill, your analysis of why we needed Joe Biden is giving me hope for our future. Okay, so premium members and concierge members, you watch No Spin News anytime you want. You get the special we have on Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden, anytime you want. Please pick out some people on your Christmas list you think would enjoy what we do and would benefit from it. Because if you give them gift memberships, you get a bundle, the O'Reilly Christmas bundle. You get the, uh, a book, all right, the bumper stickers, then you get the tree ornaments, God bless America, just for giving somebody else a membership. Come on. This is the greatest deal of all time. And Holly and me, if you spend more than 100 bucks on BillOReilly.com, you get a hand-signed picture of the Terra Dog and the Terra Dog's overseer. I used to call myself a master, but that's politically incorrect. I am guardian. That would probably be bad. <laughs> and then the Trump tour. Uh, man, it's getting a lot of buzz now. Whew. Takes on a lot more importance than it did when I first began it. So there you see, we'll be in Lauderdale, Sunrise, Florida, Orlando, Houston, Dallas. Go to BillOReilly.com. We'll switch right over to the box office where you can go to Ticketmaster. Word of the day, do not be feckless. F-E-C-K-L-E-S-S when writing to BillOReilly.com. The final thought is about woke monsters on Halloween. Right back. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. 
But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Sunday's Halloween and Saturday night parties everywhere. Uh, it's for kids. I got to remind some adults that, yeah, you can have fun. You can dress up like Anderson Cooper or whatever you want to do. I don't, it doesn't matter to me, but it's really for kids. And I hope you're generous when they trick or treating and, and I hope you're, you know, have a good time because it's the second most important kids day next to Christmas. So I, when I was an urchin out in Levittown, I mean, it was just thousands of kids. We had such a great time going around. We made our own costumes. We were spending big bucks on it. All right. We had our little bags. And then we'd go and have some laughs. And, oh, you know, that kind of thing. It was really a magical time for all the kids. And there were some idiots who, you know, threw stuff and all of that, but not many. And now kids love Halloween. They, they just think it's, it's uh, a different day. It gives them something exciting to look forward to. And these woke monsters trying to ban it and trying to diminish it. You know, this is, again, we want to break every American tradition down. And now Halloween's all over the world, but we started it. It was actually started in Ireland by the Celts, but they didn't really get it together like we did here. And uh, Britain, they have Guy Fawkes Day, some guy who blew up at jail. I don't know. I was over there. I can quite figure out what that was, but it's the same kind of concept, uh, mischief. But here, you know, Halloween is big. It's big from Seattle to Key West. Well, I shouldn't mention Key West. That's not where you want to be for Halloween. Hey, go a little overboard down there. But anyway, all right, I'm a Halloween defender. I don't feel as strongly about it as I do for Christmas, but I don't want these woke monsters, and that's what they are, creatures from the dark lagoon. I know it's the black lagoon. Now, I'll give you one tip. You want a scary movie for yourself. The scariest movie ever, The Exorcist, based on a true story. Now, I don't like these slash, stab, gory, cannibal, zombie movies. All right? I don't think they're scary. I think they're gross. I never watch them. I think they're stupid. But I remember being uh, nine years old, sitting in the Westbury Movie Theater on Long Island, 25 cents to get in. I was there with my friends. It was a matinee on a Saturday. And they had a movie. The Curse of Frankenstein, put out by Hammer Films in England, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee as Frankenstein's monster. I got to tell you, that movie scared the bejesus out of me. I was sitting there going, whoa, what is this? Because I had seen the original Frankenstein with Boris Karloff like, okay, it wasn't scary. You can like hit him with stuff and run away. He can never catch you. All right. So Boris, no, this guy, Christopher Lee, this guy can move. (laughs) Right. And I'm going, ooh. And I very rarely do I have nightmares. And I love those 50s and 60s horror movies, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Them, Amazing Abominable, Snowman, whatever they, I love them. Attack of the 50 Foot Woman, who was like one scene 50 feet. And then the next scene, she was 10, kind of varied in height, but I loved them. But I was never scared by them. I mean, the giant praying mantis, all right, I get a little raid and that person, that mantis is out of there. But 
Curse of Frankenstein? <laughs> the whole different deal. And then they have the horror of Dracula, this hammer. They just, you know, put them out, put them out, put them out. And they're all pretty funny, pretty amusing. So anyway, that's my tip. If you're looking for something to watch, it's around. I hope you have a nice Halloween. Be nice to the kids. Have a great weekend. Check in with us. New column Sunday noon. We'll see you on Monday.